Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I wanted to jump on with a special episode today. I do want to finish that um, second part of the two-part series about adult appreciation, recognition, and awards. And I do have um, an interview that I have recorded with a guest that I can't wait to share with you. But I feel like this is important and it's timely. So as most of you know, I am located in Arizona Cactus Pine Council, and so are many of you. I know that. And um, also lots of you are not located in Arizona. So just to give some like kind of context for what sparked this, um, in Arizona, we were impacted by the Little Brownie um, Baker's supply chain issue. And although we were able to get our entire initial order and start our cookie season on time, which if you didn't know, a lot of councils from that are using this bakery are not that lucky with their cookie season, um, we are now being impacted where we cannot get additional any additional restock. So basically the cookies we have are what we have and the cupboards are bare, which sounds like a nursery rhyme, but the essentially like warehouses and or people's garages who agree to be covered locations throughout our council um people have picked over them they have cleared them out and whatever's left is being consolidated at a central council location and and basically what's there is what's there that's that's all there is and a lot of people are not going to be able to get additional cookies at least not at the same rate as they're accustomed to and people, some people, of course, are panicking about this or are very frustrated by this. So I wanted to say a couple of things. One, I think it's important to keep in mind that council ordered knowing that Little Brownie was having um, supply chain issues and that we may not be able to restock. They did mention at that at the beginning of the season and they ordered a hundred percent in the initial order of what they expected we would sell in the course of this season. So if we have sold out of those cookies or nearly sold out of those cookies, really, if that's real, then this is an unbelievably successful cookie season, right? It may not feel like it in your specific troop, but as a council, that's unbelievable. Uh, We have a few more girls selling than we had last year, but obviously since the pandemic in particular, our membership has declined, as have most youth-serving organizations, not even just Girl Scouts, but like most youth-serving organizations have experienced that. Um, And obviously the last few years have been totally chaotic for an unpredictable for cookie season, but because of the pandemic, but this year um, we did plan to sell more than last year because we did have a few more girls um, registered to sell than we did in previous years, but we, I mean... Yeah, most likely we haven't actually sold all of those cookies. Most likely those cookies are still in council. They just need to be distributed among the troops. That can be really complicated and hard. And I know that. And I know, I know, I know you're frustrated. So originally, if you can't tell by my voice, I actually recorded an episode that ended up being like an hour and a half about how council inventory planning works and distribution and what different factors go into, and also some troop strategies for planning your inventory. I think those conversations are important, but I also don't want to, I don't want to skip over the emotions involved in what's happening. So I wanted to kind of like switch gears and 
redo it a little bit and say that, yes, there are issues that are happening this year. There are issues in other councils that I like don't even know a lot about yet. I um, am going to reach out to some other people that I know in other councils and see if anybody is able to share some insight on what's going on in their council. If that's you, if you're listening to this and you want to share some insight into what's going on in your council, I would love to hear from you. Um, please email me, girlscoutpodcast.gmail.com. But I want to kind of share, generally speaking, that um, all in all, it's going to be okay. That's the like big message and takeaway here. It's going to be okay. And you know what? Feel your feelings. And I would encourage girls to do that too, right? Like feel your feelings. There are girls who haven't had a chance to booth yet and now they can't supply inventory for those booths. And so those girls just miss out on that experience this year. That's a bummer. There are all kinds of things that that have happened. There are girls who aren't going to hit their goals. Um, but also, as a general council whole, our per girl average has increased like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like from th- like the mid 300s to 406 right now is our per girl average. That's crazy, you guys. That's like so high. And that's not like a final thing. In some ways that will go up because there's cookies that haven't been assigned to girls yet. And also there are, um, because there are cookies that haven't been assigned to girls yet, there are probably girls who are sitting at zero. So they aren't getting credit as girls selling cookies yet. And so that will skew the average perhaps. But, um, but all in all, that is a really high increase. So you may not see your girls hitting their goals, but as a council, like we're smashing our goals. So that's a great problem to have. A problem is still a problem. It's still, you are going to feel how you feel, feel your feelings, but it's a great problem to have. (laughs) It's always better in retail to sell out than to have too much inventory. And like in a perfect world, you'd want to have exactly as much supply as there is demand. But most of the time, it's not going to be exact, right? And so the best thing, the best worst case scenario is to sell out. (laughs) That's the best worst case scenario. The worst worst case scenario is to be stuck with a bunch of inventory that you then have to pay for and you're upside down. And instead of making money, you lost money. So on that note, I kind of want to remind you of some things that have happened in the past that we persevered, we overcame. It's going to be fine. Last year, at least in my council, we had a thin mint shortage and I suspected that it was a fake shortage, which is sort of a little bit what I suspect about our overall cookie shortage in my council this year, but um, I was wrong. Last year, it was actually a shortage. And basically what that means is that we sold a skewed amount of Thin Mints compared to what we were expecting to sell. Now, normally you can look at the data. If you remember, Girl Scouts have been selling cookies for over a hundred years and um, (laughs) it hasn't looked the same over all of those years, but it's looked the same for or very similar for decades, right? Like we have the data and the numbers of the ratios. We know approximately how many cookies per girl are going to sell. We know approximately how what proportion of girls are going to participate. We know um, how many of each flavor is going to sell. We can predict that pretty well. And so... (laughs) 
I always like to say, this is my like best rule of thumb, by the way, which this is a little bit (laughs) too little too late because most of us have already done our initial order and that ship has sailed. But this is my rule of thumb, by the way, write this down if you need to. Um, I personally would be a big advocate of ordering like my initial order, 40 to 50% of the cookies I order would be Thin Mints. 33, 25 to 33% would be, yeah, that's pretty good. 25 to 33% would be Samoa's slash Caramel Delights. And then the rest of the flavors would be significantly less. I would probably get some more Tagalongs than the other flavors um, because Tagalongs are part of the like big three, the chocolates. But Tagalongs, in my experience, don't sell nearly as comparable as the Thin Mints and the um, Caramel Delights. And I'm sorry because I'm like switching. So Caramel Delights and Samoas are the same thing. Tagalongs are peanut butter patties. So they're the peanut butter cookie with the chocolate coating. So those are the like top three flavors I would order, but by far um, I would order the most Thin Mints and then second most Samoas. And I'd probably do about 40 to 50% Thin Mints, 33, 25 to 33% Samoas slash Caramel Delights. And then next biggest flavor would be Tagalongs, but significantly less of all the rest of the flavors. Because here's the reason why. You're always almost always going to be able to get more of the other flavors. And if you can't, oh, well, you sold out of them. But you are not always going to be able to get more of the chocolates because they're in the highest demand and you need them at a totally disproportionate ratio. If I had to do a booth with only Thin Mints, I would do that. (laughs) It's not ideal, but I would do it. But I would rather do a booth with only Thin Mints than a booth with zero Thin Mints any day of the week. 10 out of 10 times. (laughs) Having a Girl Scout cookie booth with zero Thin Mints is very hard. So if you have, and especially if you could like make it a slightly less worst case scenario, if you had a booth with only Thin Mints and Caramel Delights slash Samoas, you'd be fine. Honestly, some people wouldn't even notice the difference that there should be other flavors like those are the only two flavors you really need there are people who can't have those and there are people who just have favorites and there are people who love a variety pack um i love the other flavors don't get me wrong but i would rather sell out of them that's the truth so that's my little tip first of all and so if you still have time to um, rearrange your ratio, then that's my recommendation. The other main reason why I recommend going really heavy on those two cookies, those two flavors, is because you can always trade them. So when cookies start to become harder to come by, you can trade Thin Mints and Samoa's slash Caramel Delights to anyone <laughs> because they will sell. Anybody who is hard up for cookies right now would be glad to take Thin Mints and Samoa's slash Caramel Delights. So even if you're trying to get some of those other flavors, like I've heard that in our council right now, people are having trouble getting s'mores and trefoils. Very weird and random. But um, first of all, I would be like, okay, too bad, so sad. Grandpa can't buy his one box of trefoils. Like nobody, 
typically is buying a case of trefoils, but people do buy a case of Thin Mints, right? I'm just saying. So um, that one box of trefoils, and I love trefoils slash shortbreads. Those are the shortbreads, by the way, if you have ABC. But um, I do love those. I love the shortbread cookie, but (laughs) it's not going to make or break your cookie sale to not have them. Okay. So anyway, if you really wanted them, if you were really hard up for them and really wanted them, you could easily trade Thin Mints or Samoa slash Caramel Delights for them. And frankly, those cookies are so much more valuable inventory that you can even trade them at a disproportionate ratio. So instead of trading one box for one box, you could literally, or I mean, one case for one case, most likely, because you should probably trade in cases if you can. But <clears throat> trading a case of instead of trading one case of Thin Mints for one case of trefoils, I mean, you could tell people who are hard up for those cookies that it's going to cost them two cases of trefoils for every case of Thin Mints they want of yours because you can do a booth without trefoils. They can't do a booth without Thin Mints. Well, they can, but it would just really be hard, right? So Thin Mints are way more valuable. I would rather have them. When you think about what currency you want to have, I would rather have Thin Mints. So that's my that's my tip from me to you. That's my tip is to overstock on the Thin Mints from the beginning. Now, if it's too late for that and you're already out of Thin Mints, just remember that for next year. So I, I want to say that, but I also want to say there's a lot of things that we have overcome besides Thin Mint shortages. A Thin Mint shortage does stink. That's a real one. That's a real one that we experienced last year and it was hard and it was frustrating. But honestly, when I sat down to record the previous episode, the hour and a half one, I was having trouble remembering if that thin mint shortage was last year or the year before because it all starts to blend together, you guys. And frankly, every single year, about halfway through the season, one third to halfway through the season, everybody panics about shortages. Flavor shortages are always like, where are the flavors? Where are the flavors? And it takes a little while for it to get like balanced back out. And sometimes that's worse than others because sometimes it's a flavor shortage on trefoils and sometimes it's a flavor shortage on thin mints. I'm sorry, since this is the second time I'm doing this, I really need water, but also I'm not going to edit because this is just taking me way too long at this point. But I think it's important. So, um, other things that have happened that I've experienced in the past like 12 years of doing cookies in this council. Um, we don't get a lot of weather in this council. <laughs> I mean, in other parts of the council, we do. That's not fair. Those of you who are in northern Arizona who listen to this are like, excuse me, in Phoenix, we do not get a lot of weather that would influence cookie season. It happens to be our best time of year. Sometimes it's a little hot. You have to worry about chocolates melting, but it's not. Uh, sometimes girls need to wear like sunblock or um you know, a hat or something to keep themselves protected from the sun uh, during cookie booths. But otherwise, honestly, like we're very, very fortunate with our weather during cookie season. It's like, again, it's like our best time of year. But we get cookies from suppliers located in other parts of the country. So sometimes there's weather between us and the cookie distribution, the big cookie distribution, right? Those trucks need to cross a lot of different climates and a lot of country and cross a lot of ground. So there have been many years where there have been blizzards and um, crazy, horrific rainstorms and all kinds of other like insane winter slash 
early spring weather that prevented our restocks from being able to get to us either for the rest of the season or for a period of time, right? A couple of weeks, like a couple or a couple of extra days. And that can really be frightening from an inventory shortage perspective. That can really, really feel disruptive and it can be tough and you can struggle with um, staffing booths or not staffing them, but um, stocking them. So we've experienced that before. Um, Many times. I've experienced that many times in the time that I've been involved in cookies in this council. There have also been issues with um, inventory overages. So when Toffee Tastics were brand new, which is the gluten-free cookie for little brownie bakers, when we, the first year we had them, I think, I was trying to remember this when I recorded the episode I'm not going to release, but um, the, the first year, I think, every troop was limited to six cases max per troop. I think. I think that's what it was. It's been over a decade, you guys, and there's been a lot of numbers and a lot of cookie season since then, so I just don't remember, but I'm pretty sure this was the case. It was limited to six cases per troop that first year, and so we sold out of them. People loved them. They sold like crazy. We were very anxious as a council about taking them on because, and I I mean, I'm sure this was a national thing as well, because we had done dietary, uh, special dietary needs cookies in the past, like sugar-free, et cetera, that never, ever sold well. And yes, gluten-free became not just a dietary restriction out of necessity, but also a very trendy dietary choice um, a couple of years before the Toffee-tastic became available. But it was a little bit less trendy at that point. And um, like I said, we had been down a road like this before and those cookies just never sold well. So it was a little nerve wracking. And so I believe the first year it was limited to just six cases and we sold out of them. Then the second year is the year that we had the overage. I think that's correct. It is possible that I'm misremembering. And what actually happened is that troops were limited to six cases in their initial order and they begged and begged and pleaded for a restock and council got a restock begrudgingly. And then they were stuck with overage. But I think it was two separate years. I think it was two separate years. And if anybody listening has been selling cookies in Arizona Cactus Pine for this long and they remember, feel free to correct me. I I won't take it personally. I did work in cookies at this time. So I was part of it. This is a real story, but I just, um, I just can't quite remember. And it was a long time ago and I don't work for them anymore. I should have led with that. You guys, I don't work for council. This is just a reminder. I don't work for any council. I don't work for GSUSA. I'm completely just a volunteer. And currently, I don't even have an active troop. So I'm not currently participating in the cookie program. I am just speaking from my own experience. And I am not in any way representing Girl Scouts as a council or nationally, their interests or defending their decisions or speaking to their decisions or anything like that. I am defensive of them. I'm definitely defensive, but I'm not, 
I can't speak for them and I can't really speak to the decisions that they've made because like this year, et cetera, because I'm not in the room. I'm not part of it. I don't I'm like Facebook friends with some of them, but so are lots of you. Like I'm not like I don't have a relationship with them. Um, so I have no inside knowledge and I cannot speak on their behalf. I really can't. So it's not representative of them. It's just representative of me and my own experiences. But anyway, we've also, um, so that year that we got stuck with the overages, we <laughs> we ended up allowing troops to take as many as they want and troops went nuts. They hoarded them like crazy. And I'm pretty, pretty sure it's because the year before they had been limited to six cases. And so the second year they, um, the it spread like, oh, people will go nuts for this. Like, you have no idea how much we needed them. Everybody wanted them last year. Everybody asked and you're going to sell so many of them. And then they didn't. <laughs> then they didn't. People really overordered. There were troops who ordered as many toffee-tastic cases as they did Thin Mints in their initial order. And if you've been doing this for more than this year, that should sound absolutely crazy to you. That should sound bonkers to you. They're, even if your entire troop is gluten-free, like their families are gluten-free or the girls in your troop are gluten-free, you're going to sell more tr- uh, toffee-tastics than the average troop. You are not going to sell as many as you are Thin Mints. You're just not. That's never going to happen. So anyway, that was just totally, totally um, wild. And what ended up happening is council ended up getting put into this position where, I mean, tons of troops were going to be upside down owing money on these toffee-tastics that they couldn't sell at the end of the season. And they wanted to return. Council had a no return after X date policy, right? Like, you could trade like for like, but you couldn't, you couldn't, um, and actually, because at the time, Toffee-tastics were $6, all the rest of our cookies were 5 so we didn't even have another $6 case, so you couldn't even trade Toffee-tastics at the time. So it was a, if you take it, there's a no return policy on it. Um, so we had emphasized that all season long, you can't return them, you can't return them, you can't return them, take them only if you must, you cannot return them. And then at the end of the season, they were looking at all of these troops that literally would have lost money instead of making money because of how much they owed on Toffee-tastics, or they would have barely made money. They would barely be netting a positive amount after everything they owed for Toffee. And council still would make money, but (laughs) the troops would all be upside down. And council's best interest is also the girl's best interest. So, of course, council took that hit instead of the troops taking that hit. They didn't at first. It took a while. But when they really were looking at the scope of how bad of a situation it was going to be for a total number of troops, of course, they took that hit. So council took all those toffees back and then council had to figure out what to do with them. So all of our donated cookies or almost all of our donated cookies that year ended up being toffee-tastic. If you know anything about like the pricing, if you have different prices in your council, um, the donations for that year were five dollars. Well, they still are, were five dollars, but the um, 
the toffee tastics were six. So the donations were one dollar less collected per box than the boxes that council was actually donating. But they had to do it that way because what else were they going to do with those cookies? They that was less of a loss than um than the alternatives. So that is just, you know, that's the best case scenario. But I remember that warehouse and the pallets full of toffee-tastic cookies after the program was over. That was a crisis. That was a crisis. So I remember that. We've had tons of, of supply chain issues, inventory issues. We've had a pandemic for the last several years that has shut down our seasons. Um, some people's seasons got canceled. Some people's seasons got extended for like months and months and months because stores were shut down so they couldn't booth. So it was like, well, try to sell, but we're also supposed to be isolating and socially distant distancing at home. Councils took hits to try to help troops as well. Troops took hits. I know you guys did um, in the pandemic. We were fortunate in Arizona Cactus Pine that our 2020 season ended like a week before the world shut down. All our money was due. Um, I guess I should say it that way. All our money was due like a week before the all the shutdowns. So we really um, we really ended up having a, a totally full season in 2020 before everything shut down. But lots of you didn't. And in 2021 there was so much uncertain still so many people weren't even so many areas weren't even back to in-person meeting I know my troop was not back to in-person meeting by the time cookies 2021 happened in my council um, some troops were meeting some weren't uh, my council still had guidelines where they were expecting troops to be meeting outside six feet apart or um, wearing masks at all times so uh, at that time, it was just like a crazy, crazy time. That was a crazy cookie season. Stores have changed their policies. We've had stores who the entire chain of store retracted the boothing agreement that Girl Scouts were no longer allowed to booth there. We've had ups and downs with our relationship with Walmart, where some years Walmarts are Walmart booths galore, and sometimes Walmarts are very, very, very slim picking and were not even available at all. And a season with no Walmarts is a huge difference. Like that is far and away the best place to booth, at least around here. Um, we've had grocery chains only provide, I remember the last year uh, before the shutdown in 2020, um, one of our major grocery chains out here had like six days in the season that they were allowing boothing, whereas they had previously been seven days a week um, for the entire duration of our boothing season. And this was like six total days, six individual days over the course of the whole season that they were doing booths. So that made a really big difference. So there are so many obstacles that have happened that we've had to overcome. And I say this because every year we look at whatever is happening that's not going according to plan and we say, this is a crisis and how could this crisis have been averted? And yes, it's important to learn from what happened. It's important to try to be as prepared as possible, to try to mitigate the risk in the future, to try to to prepare for and all contingencies in the following year, of course, of course, that's important. But also, every year there's some crisis. Every year there's some crisis around cookies. It just, it it happens every single year that there's something going on. So at the end of the day, 
it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. At the end of the at the end of the season, you're even if it didn't go according to plan or it didn't go perfectly or it didn't go as well as it could, you're either going to be up, which is great, fantastic, congratulations, or you're going to have missed your goal. Your girls missed their goals. And then it's going to affect budgets. It's going to affect potentially trips. It's going to affect, um, you know, events, whatever you were trying to plan as a result of that, you have to adjust. You have to adjust your budgets, your expectations, et cetera. That's life. That's what people do. That's what businesses do. That's what everybody does. That's just what we do. And adapting to that situation and helping girls adapt to that situation is part of what we're responsible for in creating this environment for them. Sometimes things don't go as well as we hoped they would. Sometimes we don't meet our goals for no fault of our own right? It's not the girl's fault. None of this is the girl's fault if they aren't able to meet their goals, their cookie goals this year. And um, we all just adapt. We just do the best we can. And that's life. That's what happens in life sometimes. And really, it's not a crisis. It's just cookies. It's just cookies. It's just Girl Scout cookies. And it's all going to be okay. It really is. It's all going to be okay. And I know it can be really frustrating. And I'm not telling you not to feel your feelings. I know it can be really frustrating. I know that it can be really disheartening. I know it can make you feel really disconnected from Girl Scouts. It can make you feel like you don't want to do Girl Scouts at all anymore. Or you at least never want to sell cookies again. I know it can lead to all those things. Um... And I'm really sorry if you're feeling that. I'm really sorry if that's your experience right now. And I hope that things like this podcast and this community can help you feel connected again and positive again. And remember, like, we didn't sign up to do this to sell cookies. We did this to create an experience for girls to help build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. That's why we signed up for this. I'll just sell cookies. The cookie program has a lot of great benefits. It helps us make money, which funds our troops, activities, and trips, and whatnot, and our girls' dreams. It also really helps girls build skills that they carry with them into their lives. And honestly, from running my troops cookie program and from working in the product program department at my council years ago, I learned, I got some really valuable experience and I learned a lot and I, I th- I'm very proud of those skills and of that experience. And so there's a lot of really good things about the cookie program, but literally selling cookies is not why we're doing this. It's just not. So Hopefully, this podcast and this community can help remind you of the reasons why we are doing this and all the things we do believe in. And it's going to be okay, I promise. If you are struggling with something with your cookie season and you're trying to figure out what the best course of action is for your troop, if you want to share what's going on in your council or in your area, um, I would love to hear about it and I would love to try to help and support you if I can. I obviously have no control over what's going on in your council and there's some council specific stuff I'm not going to be able to answer or speak to as far as policies or whatnot. Um, But if there's something I can't answer, I will tell you and I will give you advice about the best person who might have that answer for you. But um, I'm always going to to want to support you. I, I care about what you're experiencing. And so if you want to share or ask questions, you can always message me. 
You can DM me on Facebook or send me an email at girlscoutpodcast.gmail.com and let me know what you're dealing with and I will do my best to help or give some insight or some perspective or some tips or strategies for some ways to handle it uh, as best as I can. So I hope that that's helpful for you. Um, Just know you're not alone. We're all dealing with it. We're doing the best we can and it's going to be okay. It's just cookies. 